0: Already, let's go exactly. All right, I so I, I guess we could start this off with uh, what is your favorite uh, horror movie, Lunar? You have to say one, and it can be silly, it can be scary, it could be whatever, but what is your favorite horror movie?
1: That's a good
2: question. I don't really want yes, and
1: uh,
2: uh More or less, I guess. Instead of wanting to think of it as like your favorite horror movies, like what is a movie in somewhat of that kind of genre that you know you either reminisce about or you wouldn't mind going back to rewatch it from time to time.
1: Oh man, I don't know the name of the movie because it was it's awful. It had the girl from oh no. The girl from twilight was in it and there was sunflowers and stuff in there i i watched that movie with my siblings all the time and we got to the point that we actually got desensitized scared, um, not scared of it but it was just funny memories of us just making fun of it what's the name
2: of the movie was it midsummer
1: with sunflowers and the girl from twilight What's the name of that movie? the messengers oh, the messengers
0: oh okay. no,
1: it's oh, okay. it, 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 it was it was the hilarious I love how I googled like saying sunflowers and the girl from Twilight Horror Movie didn't
0: No I not mean, at least it showed up. A... If if it pops up, then it pops up. Yeah, that's
1: fair. I love Google.
0: Right, uh, this week we are talking about a movie called The Fourth Kind. Um, it was uh, it was a movie, um, but no, it was a. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was a. Well, before it's, it's, it's a pseudo documentary. The...
2: Well, before we fully dive into this, want to make it clear also to the audience who are listening to this. if this is a movie you want to watch beforehand, I fully recommend it. That's because we well, yes, we're gonna talk about spoilers, but there's also like a twist. I'm gonna talk, not really a twist, but basically like the main thing behind the film that I'm going to explain later. I if you want to go into this essentially blind, please do. If you do find a outlet we used or I was able to buy this movie off of YouTube movies, but if you're either you have a DVD of it or you're able to get it digitally, you want to listen to it, I highly recommend either good headphones or earbuds because you have sections of the movie where the audio will be split between the left and the right. It's not, well, it's not anything wrong with the film itself. It's how they set up a lot of the stuff Yeah, of doing, like, whenever you dive into it. But, like, audio-wise, they do, like, a you get audio from the left and then from the right. It overall helps, but it, I fully do recommend if you do want to watch this movie beforehand, please do. Because we are essentially going to spoil a lot of things about it. Sorry about that.
0: You <laughs> You're like, I want people to watch it before they listen to it. That's well, not a Well,
2: idea. It's one of those things,
0: honestly, because...
1: I was going to get those disclaimers out when you first do something. It's like, hey, guys.
2: <laughs> well, it's not really a disclaimer. It's like one thing I'm going to talk about later on, sort of, once you know about it, changes how you will view the, footage, like the movie itself. Yeah. Because it's in that whole category of mockumentary style.
0: Yeah, it's, or
2: uh, as people describe it as a mockumentary where if well they I call guess it if, a
0: pseudo documentary because a mockumentary is um, it's based off of real events they're just reenacting this is a pseudo documentary where it's the same idea as a mockumentary except the events did not happen
2: well the pseudo document no I, I think you might have that reversed actually
0: uh, I'll, In all honesty, I'll read the because Wikipedia d- definition: uh, a pseudo-documentary or a fake documentary is a film or video production that takes the form of style of a documentary film, but does not portray real events. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I was more or less just
2: more associated with the mockumentary, like nomenclature for it, which was essentially like you know, your Grave encounters, your Blair Witch Project, where they tried to. Present stuff in a realistic fashion, yeah. In a, in a sense, and this movie can also, you know, you can have that sort of label placed on it too, based on how they're presenting. it. So, yeah. I,
0: um, but, because usually,
2: whenever you hear like, especially documentary associated with it, it's like, okay, there's some portions of realism in it because you know, documentary. What does that mean? Like you're documenting stuff that ha- that's. I didn't know there was a difference.
0: Yeah. So in this case, like, the events did not happen. Um, and so the so the, well, I'll, I'll sort of start from the beginning, and it'll sort of make more sense. This is a Crankshaft uh, po- podcast. We do horror. We do um, basically any media that just involves horror. But today we have with us uh, Fengar Sensei.
3: Wait, you're telling me that movie wasn't real?
0: We have uh, <laughs> We have Caveman To answer your question, yes And a special guest uh, Lunar O.O. Kitten But we just call her Lunar
1: I'm only here to fix Technology issues for some reason
0: Apparently it works, so no, She's I'll, our just, super I'll just take it
1: <laughs> I don't know why I'm here I don't know what I'm talking about
0: uh, You'll be I'm fine gonna, I'll be kidnapped so yeah, uh, one of the one of the one of the things about um this movie is uh they what they do is they they'll take what appears to be actual recordings of these events and they'll put them side by side with the movie recordings. Now both are fake, but um it is a good storytelling Device because it it pulls you into the immersion of believing that the event could hold true and that um, the stuff is actually happening in Gnome, Alaska. N O M E. Unfortunately, not the cool Gnome, but, you know, maybe they'll rename the town after Gnomes. Woo!
2: Yes, because, especially right off the bat, You have Milia Jovovich who plays basically the leading role in this film for Abby Tyler. Uh, A lot of the presentation they do in this film starts with her walking up to the camera and they put her essentially on like a moving platform that just spins around just to give that nice effect in the background. But it presents everything as we are doing a recreation of archival footage about this event that took place in Nome, Alaska, from the names that they use, with will have a little bracket that says alias on it because they don't want to use the actual person's name. To a lot of the interview footage that will have certain names and addresses muted out, so it's treat it treats all this stuff as if it's a realistic thing that took place. But for the protection of the people involved, you had to change names, not really change locations because it ties into the end why they kept the name of Nome Alaska, but it's just overall treating this as here's why you will see side-by-side footage, archival footage usually on the left, our recreational stuff on the right, which is why there is that audio split, yep. as well as certain recordings, either police interview recordings or personal recorders being played back as a means of here's the archival recording of this interview and all this stuff going on. So in terms of a lot of different type of, you know, mockumentaries, pseudo documentary stuff, again, calling back to grave encounters or the Blair rich project, this, this does a better it takes it a step further. Instead of saying, here's the actual footage that we've spliced together and we're co- going to call it a movie, this outright tells you this is just going to be a reenactment. But we will show you the stuff that we are doing side by side as what's going on.
0: Yeah. Um, so we started off the movie with uh, the interview side by side with the actress experiencing uh um so like we'll, we'll start off with the, the the main character herself um Abby um so it starts off with like she's getting an interview or a what was it deep sleep regression is what I believe they're called they, they also call them hypnosis but I believe it's deep sleep regression um it is a form of hypnosis yes as a means
2: in a lot of cases hypnosis in of itself is not really seen as definitive proof for a lot of things not necessarily the topic that we're talking about with the fourth kind, which essentially is just about like the ideas of alien abduction but hypnosis usually gets brought in to help people deal with trauma that they either have locked away somewhere or Essentially, like regressed memories of trauma and stuff. So
3: yeah, like
2: you will get you will get cases like that of people's like I need to figure out you know what exactly my mind decided. Let's not remember this right now. Let's lock this away of some traumatic event that took place. So in that regards, yeah, she's she is essentially having a hypnosis regression session with our second hypnotist therapist person. In the movie, is Abel one of her
0: colleagues? Because
2: you know, essentially, her colleague probably like her peer, but the whole motivation right off the bat is for Abby Tyler, her husband has been murdered, and she's trying to find out who exactly murdered her husband. They were both. You know, hypnotist therapist working in the town of Nome, Alaska. He got murdered, and the time frame of this movie was about two months ago. So, with the setting of the movie being in the year 2000, October, what would that be like? August? Yeah, I yeah, believe. I think,
3: they, I think she said it was in August when he was murdered.
2: Yes. Yeah, it would be in August that he was murdered, and she's still trying to figure out who exactly broke into their house and murdered him.
0: Who don't kill That, that is
2: her motivation. <laughs> that is her motivation. That is why she's still pushing forward with this study that they both worked on. Even though, as the like the police department constantly says, it's like, we already solved this. We explained this to you. And she's like, no, I know what I saw type mentality. You guys are lying to me. I, her whole thing is, I remember him getting stabbed in the stomach. That's what killed him. That is... The main motivation overall on why he is pushing forward, still doing these therapy sessions with the residents of this town in Nome, Alaska, because some there is some sort of connection going on with what's going on in this town and her husband murdered. I figure you had something to add on to that.
3: I was just going to say, I still can't believe that the movie convinced me that there's a place called Alaska.
0: (laughs) It was Alaska all along. I can't believe it.
3: Of course it was fake.
0: You you said in
2: Alaska, and you don't even make a mention of Balto. How dare you?
1: (laughs) He's not true, Wolf.
2: How? mm, (laughs) Don't you ruin my childhood (laughs) I
1: was talking to Fengar.
0: (laughs) So, at, um... After that point, when she's... After she's had her own hypnotism, she returns home, um... And go. So, like, Gnome... They, they, they definitely point out through the visuals that, you know, you only can get there by flying. Um... And... It is in the outskirts of nowhere. And she goes to work. And, of course, like... Uh came and said, you know, they're, they're, uh, in the middle of nowhere and she returns back to being like her, like a therapist for the community. And when she's doing small interviews with some of these people, she starts to notice that the, the people she interviews have all seen an owl out their window and the yeah. owl, uh, is, possibly the reason why they're waking up at 3am every morning
1: it, Is it like Mothman but Owlman this time?
0: Owlman
2: Well the type of owl that they show I believe is considered a barn owl Yeah
3: is Yes just, the, dude, the it type, type of owls? owl I'm pretty sure that, that owl has,
2: has owls. owls It would not surprise me if they do but it that's like one of the other main motifs going on to be fair, if you've ever seen a barn owl before, one of the biggest like characteristics about them is how their face looks. Because, yeah, they have regular-sized eyes, but a lot of the feathers and stuff around their eyes are a bit darkened, given them that sort of predatory or larger eyes than compared to their face. This movie, there is a lot of stuff that we can explain later on, but it deals with a lot of, Theories, superstitions, going back however so, even to like kind of essentially like a lot of mythologies and stuff going around aspects. Owls being one of the biggest ones so far.
1: I mean, they are like a creature of wisdom and like secrets. By the way, guys, there are are 10 species of owls in Alaska, I found out.
3: I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I've, I've heard that apparently kids in Alaska. Like elementary kids have to like group up because they get attacked by predatory birds in the morning.
1: i was about to say if and yeah. birds are picking up kids. It's like, oh my god, this is this. No, this that's a a, that's
2: different. another thing. Nah, that's just the thunderbird. That's something else we can talk about later. Yeah. Oh, but we no, like even even from my uh, even from my own experience, whenever I used to work security at night and whatnot, I've seen at least a great horned owl twice.
1: That's terrible. I have
2: some photos I can pull up. Late. They were honestly pretty cool. They didn't mess with me or anything. No, 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 walk-in.
1: no. me personally, because I'm superstitious. If I'm at night and I'm by myself trying to go somewhere and I see this owl, I'm like,
0: you ask it. You ask it for for its phone number so it can take you on on dinner day.
1: No, I ask like,
0: <laughs> do you come <laughs>
1: bearing misfortune, or are you just here looking for food? Do you because either Taco way, Bell I don't want to be the
0: I don't want to be the box wine. Then we can maybe have some sort Ooh. of uh, relations later.
1: If you don't know Winnie the Pooh, get out of my face.
0: Who?
2: <laughs> I mean, either way, it was still a fun experience because one incident was just, you know, landed up on a tree branch. It's like, oh, okay, that's pretty neat. Another time just driving a golf cart and it just lands on one of the railings nearby and it's like, all right. Granted, like two separate days when these incidents happened, but it was still Imagine overall was pretty day. neat. Oh, God. oh that, I would have just quit that job right then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, actually, so you I just, are trying to. Um, I so I, I actually just remember what I was going to say though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, another reason, like it, this is going back to the the hypnosis thing. Um, I was because uh, I had studied psychology a little bit.
1: Um, I mean, I'm a psycho. Does that count?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but. You're- something um another reason why people like do go through like hypnosis things was because of the fact that like yeah, like you were mentioning, they repress like memories and events, and usually you know when people are put under you know it's like, um as you know a hypnotist or hypnosis i mean um usually it brings out their like subconscious memories and um and like it, the the subconscious is what they're bringing out in a sense yeah. and, and hence like why even if like you forget like years uh, ago like after like years of having any experience like i've seen like people put like saw an adult under hypnosis where like they recall memories with perfect clarity from when they were like a child um because like the subconscious memory holds so much more than the conscious one and it's like usually a lot, like they, and, and I was like really fascinating, and like, and so that's why I was like I was I really like the use of the hypnosis in this movie. Um, though I will say it took me a while. Like, I, it was right after I think the third hypnosis scene, where um, it finally took me to realize what the movie is about.
2: It was forty one minutes into the film, and you went. Wait, this movie's
0: about this? It was like this movie's <laughs> about aliens? It's like No, with a name called the Fourth Kind, I wouldn't expect it to be about no no, no 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 no
1: no. The fourth kind is just basically the different type of Pokemons.
0: Yeah, see
3: no like I thought it was about like some freaking like crazy Wendigo. Ass... Or something. Yeah, I thought it was like Wendigo or like some crazy ass owl demon.
1: Were you thinking of like like missing link kind of fourth kind thing when you heard that?
3: I don't know, I thought it was some kind of monster.
1: We I mean, explained this in the dead last
0: podcast.
3: I, mean, totally <laughs> I know. I I slept since then. Apparently, it's because... a big brain
0: moment.
1: You know, your but it was great. It, But your your conscious didn't. You know, as we were saying, you, yeah, you so we'd more have information. information to, to... We'd have to
0: put you under <laughs> hypnosis and then be like, "Oh yes, now I remember." <laughs> well, in all honesty, that sort of worked out with
2: the viewing experience because that's how the movie treated itself. Of the minute you found out what exactly what kind of film we were watching, then it just turned into the film had that same understanding of now the audience is aware of what exactly we are watching. Now we can keep pushing forward to what we want this movie to actually be about.
0: Yeah. So going back just a little bit. So she does a, uh, um, since she is a therapist Um, since she also notices that these people keep waking up at 3 a.m., she wants to try... The witching hour! Um, she wants to try hypnosis with, um, one, one of the, one of her patients. So she does hypnosis on a man named Tommy. And during the hypnosis, there's a moment where he just starts freaking out and starts screaming and starts saying the owl wasn't real all along, and something opened his door. Um, and he's like screaming and flailing around uh, hey. the the office.
1: I'm just saying, though, science told me aliens can't open wooden doors, so he must he is, he needs to get a new door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and jokes uh, on you, they're all made of wood.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: So, and she's like, do you want to talk about it? He's like, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave. Goodbye. And she's like, just tell me. Yeah, everything's fine.
2: It's, it's not, I didn't see anything. Don't worry about it. I just need to go home. And that's, I want to say technically, that's one of the first essential scenes they have right there where they show the side-by-side archival and the reenactment footage.
3: Yeah, it was the first one besides the very opening
2: and I guess something else I'm going to fully reiterate towards the end, too. If you are going to watch this movie, put on subtitles because everyone loves to whisper for some reason in this yeah. film.
1: It's an ASMR film. Look at whisper
2: ears. Apparently, because like the archival stuff, like footage they show, it's perfectly fine. You can understand people. The reenactment stuff, especially with Melia Jovovich, apparently how she wanted to portray her character is just everything is just whispering <laughs> so without the cl- like the captions being on we probably would not have understood anything that was being said at them
1: uh, i'm just saying though whispering actually is supposed to because you keep talking about like the conscious and subconscious technically the whispering is supposed to tingle that subconscious a bit
0: mm-hmm.
3: so
2: that, it, that tingled it tingled me like into the...
0: annoyance all right like, <laughs> <laughs> I put you here, jack
3: yeah, it tingled me into wondering why the fuck they couldn't afford a boom a boomstick.
2: <laughs> Everything so, just, just had to be in whispers.
0: So after that, um, he he like leaves the office, and she's like, "All right, I'm gonna listen to some tapes," and then she sleeps. And then uh, she gets a call in the middle of the night where it's like, "Tommy went AWOL. Uh, he's asking for you, Abby. You need to get there." And he's like. And she, she she in a panic just comes and he's like holding his family like hostage
2: and, in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> yeah, in the kitchen, and then mm. uh, and then he did they show what time
2: all that took place? No, or was it just supposed to be implied it was
0: in the middle of the night? Because it was in the middle of the night. It wasn't three o'clock. I, okay, well, I, I remember one of the things, like I, things I just to ask. Yeah, no, I remember they showed the time. But they didn't, um, but it was not three.
3: Yeah, no, it was, like, that oh. evening. He, he did not want to go back to bed. Like, I think they were, like, were having dinner or something, like that, and he just snapped.
0: And so... Okay, because that
2: was always a constant thing. Of, like, all this weird stuff kept happening around 3.33, which, again, witching hour, goes into About... a lot of superstitious stuff.
1: Technically, three isn't a very important number in supernatural means, But also, uh, you could almost say scientifically three is a good number, too, because I remember my mom was in a numerology, and three was a very strong, like, uh, powerful number.
2: It is, but that's why whenever 333 shows up, or that's why you quote-unquote the paranormal things happen around 333, it's called the witching hour. Religiously, that's because, you know, the demons aren't just... Like demons, all the negative energies are just wanting to spite, you know, the Holy Trinity 3, all that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's a lot of superstitious things. You would think that should be seen as a good thing, but a lot of the demons and evil entities and stuff will start doing things around 333 to spite <laughs>
1: yeah. the
2: religious figures, thus the witching hour. A fun fact right there.
0: Uh, but at this point, he becomes uh, a a statistic as being part of the uh, family, annihil- un- family Annihilator Squad.
3: He added him Fantastic. and his whole family into the history books.
0: Yeah. And uh, the sheriff we're introduced to at this point. Um, do you remember his name? I'm going to have to quickly look it up. He is, his alias is Sheriff August. There we go. Ironic.
2: But to me, he is probably one of the best characters in this film and is one of the more grounded. Because he literally gives off the feeling of, I am too tired for this shit. Yeah. Yeah, He's
3: like, you're every man stand in.
2: I mean, personally, I, I find that great, but it's still just, like, all the stuff going on around him. And he's just like, explain to me what's going on. Like, all right, here's an explanation for what's going on. Bullshit.
0: <laughs> so he pulls her to, like, an interview, and he's just like, what'd you do? you were the last person to talk with him. Why did he ask for you? And she's just like, he saw something. I think it was aliens. He's like, Cut the crap. What, what did you tell him? How, like, how did you influence him to kill his family? She's like, "Nah, you haven't even found my husband's killer yet." And he's like, "I told you what it was." And so we already explained like, no, to you it's exactly it's what's aliens. going on. Well,
2: she doesn't. That she doesn't bring up something like that. Yeah, that's only after the second incident. Yeah. Because as far as he's just trying to figure out, it's like he just murdered his whole family and himself. You were the last person to interact with him. He had a violent outburst at one of your sessions, and you didn't inform the police department about this. Yeah, Did you do to... something to influence him
3: to do this? Yeah, like she, he, tried to, he tried to insinuate in a sense that her hypnosis is what caused his psychological break.
1: I mean, kind of did, if you think about it, but not in the way he's thinking of it.
3: Well, in in
2: theory, it makes sense. What's going on is like he—you had a session with him. He had you did something to trigger a violent outburst, and now, him, his wife, and his two kids are dead.
1: You know what happened? Was he, it? Some- <laughs> he he had a session zero D and D game, and it had the same look as Uncle. That's it. Just it just went off the rail.
3: Listen, my session Gerald went great. Uh-huh. You're
1: talking about? Uh huh. <laughs> I I heard some some different things too.
3: <laughs> oh, we talking about the session before everyone groups up thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. that was yeah. a little traumatic. Yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> like, uh, i was saying. Like, I heard I heard some things.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So he 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 he, he, blech, he ends up killing his whole family, um, and uh... subtle. Love it. <laughs> she, she just goes home and is like, "I I did nothing wrong. It was not me. It was whatever this was.
1: It was it was them darn aliens that done did this." And at
0: this point, Ava well, comes and checks on her and was just like, "Hey, you okay? oh, no, no, no. she
3: actually yeah, she, she made a recording, like after, oh, yeah. and she was like made a recording saying like I feel guilty, kind in like in a way, and you know like was just going over like her notes, kind of like you know vo- vo- voice notes for herself."
0: yeah um, thinking that before. it might be uh thinking it might be connected with why no one's sleeping well
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then she she goes to work and Abel comes is like hey you okay she's like yeah I'm fine this is this is all I got right now though so I can't I can't take a sabbatical like you keep telling me to and he's like no you should actually take one and she's just like no no it's fine it's fine and she uh, hands her assistant the recording she did the night before and she's like, hey, can you transcribe this? And she goes to do a second therapy session and she's like, alright so, uh, what's, what's going on? And, I forget this other character's name uh Scott Yeah, it was Scott. I yes. So the Scott and his wife are just sort of sitting there and they're like, "Well, you should put him under too." Abby's just like, "Well, maybe I shouldn't because like what what happened yesterday?" And they're like, "No, no, no, we can handle it. We're both here. We're both adults." We we have well, it, we have consent.
2: It it wasn't necessarily a fact of, you know, like we can handle this, but it was like we heard what happened to Tommy, gnome as they're implying is somewhat of a small community. Make a reference of, you know, this is the neck like the what was like the second suicide in two months, referencing back to her husband. Again, just peppering little things here and there. It's like, you know, this is second suicide, what happened? what happened to tommy what did he see exactly he's like can't talk about it you know i was like i forget what that's called but with yeah, uh, the like, Hippocratic like
3: parent uh p- or, uh patient uh doctor Hippocrat. patient
0: like yeah. privacy either way <laughs> Excuse me. but it, it's
2: still just in that aspect of you know he he's dead now please tell us what's going on because yeah. She made a mention to all these other patients too. It's like a lot, you're not the only one mentioning owls going on whenever you're trying to sleep and all that stuff. And, and with Scott, after hearing this information, it's just like, all right, I want you to hypnotize me. I gotta I have to know what I'm forgetting. I have to know what really is going on in that aspect. And even for heavy Tyler goes, okay. I'm going to bring in another person, like, another therapist in here just in case, just to observe. We got to do this carefully because what happened with Tommy? Yeah. So you have a lot more precautions going on, a lot more, in this case, a lot more observers, too, because you have Scott's wife in there and you have Abel in there as well. Just trying to make sure they do this delicately of what actually is going on.
0: And so they do the second hypnosis, uh, first one for him, and he starts to freak out and says, you know, like, there's someone behind the door, they're opening the door, and then starts describing pretty much some sort of presence is, like, taking him away, and they snap him out of it, and he's just like, yeah... he talks about it just a little bit where it's just like yeah it was aliens yeah well, th- at not this really point aliens, this is when they figured out what it was it, it, Yeah, he, they- say aliens, <laughs> but he,
2: he says like it wasn't human yeah a lot of it is always like implied speech how it was you know just like it It wasn't an owl that's always the big thing at first uh, That that isn't an owl again also doing like the side by side video comparison where Scott and the archival stuff is you know, honey, you gotta wake up. Honey, you need to wake up. It's like, she's not waking up. She, she's not waking up. It, it's getting close to whatever it is. Honestly, uh, you can feel, feel how terrified they are
0: yeah.
2: during a lot of these regression scenes, which is really well done, but yeah, it, it was around this moment, like the 41 minute marker where Fangar just went, wait, this movie's about alien? <laughs> 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 That little that just clicked right for
3: him <laughs> Listen, they were very subtle about it beforehand.
2: Which I appreciate, and yeah. it essentially turns into after this point is when they delve more into the alien main aspect. Because they probably thought this has to be the point when the audience realizes what this movie what's going on in the background. So it tied in perfectly, but it was still funny because you just went, wait a minute. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, it, it was very obvious after the fact, <laughs> especially so, like, yeah, right, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so so as um Scott and his wife leave, both Abby and Abel sort of talk, have a moment to talk, and they were like, uh, "She's like, have you ever heard of alien abductions?" well it was it was
2: abduction theories yeah it wasn't it wasn't necessarily aliens at first they're a light on that type of conversation until a later portion but it was still like do you believe in abduction theories and abel's going off it's like oh you just mean you know with kidnappings and stuff like this like no 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 no. (laughs) and that's when they slowly delve further into that of you know ufo sightings all that stuff things going on in Nome, Alaska, which ties into an actual real life investigation the FBI did up in Alaska from the 1960s up to past 2000 which is what this whole movie like the the solution this movie gives for why the FBI was up there in the first place doing these missing people's investigation, this movie is essentially, well, what if it was this instead? Yeah. That can be delved into more later.
0: And, uh, so as they sort of leave her office, uh, her assistant then is like, hey, you need to listen to your recording. And, like, leaves the room immediately. Hmm and just does not want to deal with it you hear her just talking normal on her own recording and then it sounds like she's gone to sleep and then you hear like the door like click open and she starts to scream and you hear like scratching and a foreign voice speak as she's just screaming 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 then silence just full on bloody murder, too. And she's just like, "Oh, that—that's not me. That's not my voice. What is this?" And yeah, she listens. Uh, like later that night, she like listens to herself over and over again, until like she eventually sort of like looks at the evidence of what it might actually have been her, as she finds scratches on the floor of like her trying to like. Per- prevent herself from being dragged out from what from whatever it is. And she tries to understand, like, whatever words were said by whatever entity that might have been, but she can't understand it. She goes back to her husband's office and finds a book, which has a phone number on it. And the phone number is for a... Uh, a... a Speech doctor, it is a Canadian
2: professor dealing with ancient languages, mostly dealing in Sumerian. I'm going to try to attempt to pronounce the name, but
0: I believe please don't.
2: Person, it, if I am trying to look at this correctly, it should be Awulua Odusami, if I am pronouncing that correctly.
0: It's probably the best we w- get. Yeah. Yeah. No,
3: I I could not pronounce it any better.
0: A w o l o w a. o d u s a m i. So I'd be like ulusami Is probably the best we're gonna get. Yeah. Like a son of
2: a. I I just realized too. If you look at. The character's first name, it's spelled the same way front and backwards. I hate that. Huh.
0: <laughs> why, That's why a palindrome? <laughs> <I>, th- <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she she I'm calls angry now and he's just like, Hello and she's like, Hey, do you know this person? No. And she hangs up. And he calls her back and says, like, well, I knew this man that, like, called me once with this name. And uh, he asked me a few questions, and she's like, uh, that was my husband. Yeah. And then she tells him <laughs> some things on the phone. And you don't even know what she's saying. It's probably like, hey, I've, I heard some, I have a recording of some sort of language. I need you to transcribe that for me if you could. And he's like, okay. And he flies to Alaska. Um, to like help her with the translations. And at this point, we essentially find out that
2: it is, what is on the recorder is Sumerian. One of the first and oldest human languages to be written, to essentially be written down. It's not fully translated, but for a lot of ancient language, like researches and whatnot, that is considered the Holy grail in a sense because I, I guess in one aspect it would be like, you know, we all know of the language program, the Rosetta Stone. Yeah. The Sumerian language would essentially be like the next best thing or probably better because it would, in theory, have like the root language of all other languages out there, considering it was like the first, as far as we know, the first human or like, yeah, human civilization. Language that was out there. And from there, you could essentially have it branch off to everything
0: else. I think it was the lexicon is what they said. The lexicon yes. languages? Yes. Yeah. So,
2: it's not... They don't really have, like, a full translation of everything that's there, but they are still trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah. And, uh... So, now we have... The full crew sort of assembled at this point between Abby, Abel, uh the doc I'll I'm just gonna call him the doctor. (laughs) And uh they effectively at this point um are sort of talking about the language on the recording and he sort of translates it I should have written down what they were translating but effectively like some of it was like creation um ownership god research research the god to,
2: to be fair on that the god portion doesn't really come until later on but it's a lot like research study like erase destroy choice little things like that it's like and the conclusion he comes up with, Abel is just trying to say is like, no, 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 you probably just re-recorded over a previous tape. It's like, no, I don't do that. Everything is archived down and everything. I don't reuse tapes. It's like, well, you you know, what if he just used the voice modifier and all that? It's like, well, her voice is fine. It, but it still doesn't answer the fact that you have a like six thousand year old dead language being recorded in your bedroom
3: and spoken perfectly.
0: Yeah,
2: and then it just delves further into like it, you know, it just doesn't sound natural. The voice that is saying it's like, oh, like you know, not human, like no, no. and Abel is clearly just not having any of this. Like, we're not talking, we're not bringing the aliens into this. There has to be a logical conclude, like, solution of what's going on here.
0: At this point in the movie, I was just like, I hope he gets kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> And, kidnapped
3: uh, and probed.
0: So, uh, and basically immediately after that, they get a call from Scott's wife. She's like, "Yeah, you guys need to come down here." And it's like, "Okay, he's not going crazy." they she's like, "Yes, but not like, not like Tommy crazy." They're like, "Oh, okay," but they they still come over.
2: Yeah. So, so he, Scott doesn't have a gun, but
0: <laughs> and they, yeah, they we're, we're just going into like, intimate. Uh, something Fanger pointed out, and you can point this out now if you'd like, when he's laying in bed.
3: Oh, about about his, him being like full spread eagled in the yeah in the pre- previous like in the rendition like in the, the archival recording. stuff yeah in the archival version he was just like full spread eagle. It looked like he had just been like violently probed.
0: You were so offended because, like, he points this out. He's just like, well, okay, in the in the archival version, he's full spread eagle, but in the sort of the reenactment part, he's not spread eagle. This this I find unfair. They should both be spread eagle, like they've been probed <laughs> deeply for so long, and it's just like, d- does this re- is this part really that important to you?
2: <laughs> no. We were like, obsessed with that man's booty it's so hard. Like, he really Listen. needs the
0: probe.
3: When the moment I heard about aliens, I was like, yeah, no, this, uh, my mom went straight to like the quagmire scene for Family Guy. And it was just like, yep, everyone's getting probed now. That makes so much sense. (laughs) And in all fairness, like, the way he reacted, you would have thought he actually was, like, traumatized by, like, something like that
2: happening. Yeah. Yeah, covering up, like, a mark that was on his upper arm. Just. Not really being scared, mostly. I'm just like, I don't want to be put on a hypnosis again, but there's something in here I have to remember. It's just dug in there. Mm. And just like how they portrayed all that. Like, Media Jovovich, I'm sorry. I know she's like a good actress and whatnot, but she was outshined by all these other people.
3: Yeah. She was outshined by this one dude alone. He, like, just stole it.
2: Like, even, even, I gotta also give credit to like the makeup department, too, just able to give these people just that much of a sunken face look to it half the time of just full on distress talking about this kind of stuff, which is mm-hmm. really well done. <laughs> Cause they looked unkept, sweaty, and like they ain't slept in a week.
0: Yeah. And so uh, at this point in the movie, He's just like, no, I don't want to talk about it. But I'm going to talk about it because I need to talk about it. Put me under. Put me under, Doc. And so she does. And um, it goes like the normal ones where they're like they fine. Then they talk about the door being open. He's like, I didn't think about well, tonight. I didn't think about him tonight.
2: To- if I can pull back on that a little bit, this one was a bit different in a sense, because if I'm remembering correctly, it's like they put him under, you had Abby able there, the doctor as well. Scott's wife is also in the same room as, or in the same bedroom as they're putting him got under hypnosis in his bed. But in this go around, you know, they put him under and then they try, you know, talking to him, Scott, what do you remember? just not getting response right off the bat. He's like, come on, Scott, are you there? And then yeah. he just full-on just sits up in the bed, just screeching. Not like a loud screech, but it more or less like something like he's getting squeezed, like something squeezing all the air out of him while just keeping his jaw open.
0: You yeah, know, this one was like where shit hit the fans. And he uh, <laughs> like gets raised out of the bed at the same time. Yeah, it just starts levitating in a sense.
2: And then Scott, under this trance and everything, as everyone else is trying to like, oh, no, we got to stop this. You know, Scott, you're out of the hypnosis. Three, two, one. You know, wake up. You got to wake up. He Recording wise, also hears that he's speaking Sumerian to Abby Tyler, essentially telling her what to just stop. Stop with your investigating. Like stop all this hypnotism and all. Like in general, just saying stop. But in Sumerian, and then once that whole message gets conveyed through, just he just gets slammed down back on the bed, and like he was like he got knocked out or something.
0: And then we learned that he broke his back.
2: About three vertebrae. No, no, the aliens <laughs> broke his back. That's why he was well, saying uh, red Eagle. Yeah. As far as Sheriff August was concerned about it's like his back is broken. Three vertebrae have been twisted. What the hell did you do? Because Abby is frantically, after this moment, just packing up her things, trying to get her kids to start packing up. It's like, Mommy, where are we going? We're going to North Carolina, kids. Don't worry. It's like, what for? It's like, her son is like, but I have a game tomorrow. What do you mean we have to move? It's like, we're just going to move please help your sister for the love of God, just help me out in this one moment <laughs> yeah
0: she's because just like, to in, be ignore everything that we've we were we're we're just leaving okay we're just gone we're just gone
2: and then the son just looks out the window sees like all the cop cars come it's like mom what did you do
0: <laughs> i thought that was a funny scene cuz it's like ah uh, yes this is like a murder scene got it <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, the, the sheriff comes up, talks to her, just like, hey, uh, what did you do? And how did he break his back like this? How, how are you doing this stuff? And, uh, Abel comes in, just like, no, no, I was there. She, did, she didn't do anything to him.
2: Well, they There's, say it pretty much, like,
0: could one have of did, the most... She could have done it, because look... At, Look at how big she is. You think she
2: could have broken his back? Well they just go with like one of the most famous lines in like scenarios like this always, like, I know what I saw. Yeah. Th- that's just a constant thing at this point. It's like, I know what I saw. I know what I saw. It's like okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I'm not crazy. Anymore. But the sheriff Well, the sheriff is just like, you know, calling out calling this out as bullshit. It's like you are the last person to interact with these people. And in his mind, it's basically one person is dead with his family. The other one now has a broken back. What are you doing? You are doing something to harm these people. And you need to stop. But
0: Abby is just like, there is a connection.
2: She was going to get arrested until Abel was just like, look at her. You know, she, she doesn't have the means to break a guy's back or something like that. Like, even he was just like, you know, all right, what did you see exactly? It's like, it's not really something you can describe. You you wouldn't believe
3: me if I told you. You gotta trust me.
2: Another thing I appreciate is the fact that they actually talk about, you know, why don't you just look at the footage? It's like, like we have the footage, but it got corrupted somehow. One of the things you would always think about, like in a paranormal setting of, you know, you caught it on film. Why don't you just show them they're going to believe it? It's like, but for the archival stuff, it's always just, here's the footage, and then it just gets heavily corrupted to where you can't even tell what's going on. Which, honestly, it was thankful at that point, because a lot of that stuff, they rarely bring up. You know, you have a person recording all this stuff, and when you try to tell someone, hey, you gotta believe me, I'm seeing this. Your obvious first thing is, see, I recorded it, here you go. And this one at least acknowledges something like that of, I recorded it, but it's corrupted. <laughs> you
0: gotta believe me on this. You gotta believe me, officer. Awesome. I did not do it.
3: <laughs> Please, Mr. Officer,
0: sir. I did not hit him. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, realistically, at this point, he puts her under house arrest. Says, yeah, you, you try to touch the door of the leaf. And you will be arrested. I will not take your kids right now, but we're going to investigate this. And he walks out and posts posts someone to, like, watch. And she uh, goes to sleep that night with the kids. And the officer is just like, "Eh, time to drink some coffee. Going to turn on the camera gonna sit here and watch this house tonight and it's like 333 a.m huh what's that he gets out of the car walks out there's something floating above the house they're taking them they're taking them yeah and and this
2: perspective is the police dash cam as we're getting as it mentions the quote-unquote archival police like radio recording yeah oh you I don't know how to explain. Like they're being pulled, they're pulling something, something's up there. Family's getting pulled up there. And the officer that's just out there afterwards just like, Oh my god, you gotta start you gotta send people here now. Something just happened. And it runs into the same scenario. Sheriff August shows up. I believe the deputy that was outside was called Ralph. Yeah. Yeah, deputy no, deputy Ryan, sorry. Oh, close enough. So just Starts with an R, <laughs> but you know, Depp, or Sheriff August is like, "Ryan, what did you see exactly?" It's like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, well, what about the camera? It got corrupted. It didn't record anything. It's like bullshit. You got to pull yourself because that's the third time, second or third time they pretty much mentioned that. It's like, what about the camera? It's like it recorded, but it's all corrupted type
0: things. Like this started to be bullshit. What's going on? The, Which the, is the why sheriff she done this shit it. at this point. He's just done with everything at this point. He like sort of like walks into the house. He, you hear Abby crying. He's like, What happened here? She's like, They took my baby. She's gone. And he's just like, Bullshit. Oh, where is she?
3: <laughs> he's just, yeah, so dude, like, he's just so done. He's just so done with like, Abigail. A, yeah, no, and he yeah. smashes a freaking mirror with a chair.
2: Well, because, and to be fair in his aspect, as far as what his character is going through, you now have a missing child. For a lot of, like, officers, especially dealing with, like, missing kids and whatnot, with a quote-unquote deranged parent, is probably one of the worst things to deal with, because then you are more than likely looking for a body at that point, and... For a lot of cops and everything, that's not really something you want to walk up on.
0: Yeah.
2: It, just having to find a body in general, but it hits more whenever it is a child being hurt like this. Mm-hmm. So, as far as they're concerned, is like, your daughter is now missing. What the hell did you just do? I just put you on house arrest and now you're like, your seven year old is missing. And as far as you're telling me, you're just saying, There was a beam of light that just sucked her up through the ceiling. This is bullshit. What did you do?
0: Yeah. And at this point, he takes away uh, her other child. Um, Granted, the asshole kid, but I mean... Yeah. (laughs) And then he's just like, you better figure this out. Better tell me where she is. And uh, he leaves... She invites both Abel and the doctor um, over so she can put herself under regression at this point. She's like, this is the only way to get my child back.
2: Even though Abel is just like, after the incident with Skye, I don't want to basically acknowledge what I saw in that incident. Please don't make me do this again. Because he's, he's dealing, in a sense, with that trauma in a different way. It's like, I know what I saw. I just don't want to acknowledge it. Or else I'm just going to have nothing but questions throughout the rest of my life. But she just slowly convinces him. It's like, I have, this is the only way. I have, in theory, I have to get in contact with them. So far, the only way we've shown that we can get into contact with them is doing a regression. I, I need to do this to figure out what's going on.
0: So he puts her under and she starts like contorting and like floating and basically she's like demanding for her daughter back and her body contorts more and it's just like uh, at one point it says something like I am God or something on that
2: yeah, that's where you would yeah, get that line when she's just trying to plead. It's just, I want my baby back. It's like, no. You, my child now. like In the broken up like caption or translations that they've given up, yeah. a lot of the words are still unknown, but that big thing at the end is legitimately just, I am, and then blank, blank, blank,
0: God. Yeah. And, uh, So basically at this point, it sort of looks like everyone was abducted that was in that room. And we wake up on the final scene where um, she's in like this weird cast for her legs. She has a neck brace and the sheriff is sitting there. And I'll let you finish this, this story off Caveman if you'd like. As far as what she said, after this incident, it
2: took her a couple days to wake up. And as they're sitting down there, you know, you hear the like medical machines beeping, just slowly pumping in blood for her and everything. And she's not fully there after she woke up, but it's still just like, what you know, what's going on? Because Abel walks in, the sheriff's right there too, with a document from the sheriff's office. like okay well you know what what exactly is going on and even sheriff august just like i know i'm really sorry like in the condition that you're in and all that but i have to do i have to show you this so you can finally stop it's like okay sure and pretty much shows her as far as her whole motivation remember was that her husband was murdered in front of her while they were sleeping stabbed right in the chest as far as what she remembers the sheriff pulls up and is like You know, here is a picture of her husband with an obviously bullet wound in the head. Here is the gun that he shot himself with as he was laying right next to your bed. He wasn't murdered. He committed suicide. So whatever your, as far as he's concerned, whatever your delusions are, it's not real. We found the murder. He murdered himself. And she's trying to essentially cope with this, saying, you know, no, we're both therapists. I I would have known what was going on in his head and all this stuff. What do you, there, there's no way something like this. And Abel is trying to comfort her in a way but just be like, there may have been something that he knew, but didn't want to tell anybody. You don't, at the end of the day, you don't really know what happens to inside someone's head. And then it essentially just ends with Sheriff August just asking, I'm going to ask you one more time, what happened to Abigail? And then she still is affirmed on that whole thing, even though she was taken by them. And he just goes like on a bit of a monologue, but it's just sort of heartbroken in a sense of just saying, you've gone insane. And there's no coming back from it at this point. I, I believe that was pretty much it for yeah, the movie. Much then it, it, and then it
0: goes into like you know what they did after and all that. And it was just like, why? Why should you think the uh, the audience should believe you here? And she's just like, well, there are facts. Abigail was missing. Those recordings happened. Um, these people, you know, there's obviously evidence that people are missing from this town. And there's the issue with people sleeping. And this is hard facts. This isn't like you know anything skeptical and that's why this is an issue in this town and they zoom out they showed that like her legs were in, were just broken at this point and she was underneath. yeah she yeah she had to be in a wheelchair after the incident and all that stuff she had her and, leg
2: broken by god <laughs> in theory because yeah. she even explains it like too it's like uh whatever the feeling of, of that entity is not really something she could describe. She couldn't really call it God in a sense, but it could be something that can easily pretend to be God with what it was doing, because as as it all ties into the end, the like you had Melia Yovovich talking about this, the individual they had interviewing the quote unquote real Abby Tyler that they had at the beginning little snippets of it throughout the film. And then at the end, all going over as something I mentioned previously, Of you had an incidences from the 1960s up to about the early two thousands that the FBI had to go investigate missing cases, like missing people cases up in Alaska. Nome had about over 2000 and then Anchorage had about 300 and some visits.
3: Yeah, but Anchorage is like seventy-six times the size of the population. Well, seven. no, no they oh, said it's... like it was like at the, they said it was like seventy-six times the okay. population. Yeah, like it. But my comparison, Anchorage is a huge city.
2: Yeah, but to essentially tie it all together, what they explain is legitimately something that you can look up, and is something that did happen. Of a lot of missing cases in Alaska in general, did take place. FBI did go up there to try to figure out what was going on with all these missing people. This movie ties into a lot of, quote-unquote, conspiracy theories around what exactly is going on. Especially in remote areas, you can build up a lot of, hey, what if? You know, either some sort of creature out there, some sort of, you know, thing up in the sky, government, you know, conspiracy, all this stuff. Like, why is the FBI out there? The, unfortunate for a lot of these people, the conclusion behind all of this Was the reason people kept going missing. Especially in a lot of these remote areas. Sort of built into the fact that a lot of these places were isolated. So majority of the reason that these people would just end up going missing. Is they would either just get tired of the life that they had. Wander out into the snow and just die while they're trying to get somewhere. Or the other realistic choice was. It's just people getting drunk and then just wandering out into the snow and wilderness and then just ending up dying there because of hypothermia. It's because of a lot of these areas being so isolated that, sadly, boredom and alcoholism is the leading cause. That was the solution of what was actually going on. This movie hints at some of that in a little bit, but it's also like, a what-if scenario of, you know, what could possibly go on, because that is one of the theories going into it. And it does, like, throughout the movie, there is a lot of, they deal with a lot of superstitions, you know, if you want to think of it more like, you know, black magic, witchcraft, superstition stuff going on, again, big thing with always the 333 witching hours thing, I'm honestly, well, sort of glad in one aspect they didn't go delve too far into something like that to try to pull a red herring. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of good how it still pulls a lot of that stuff. You know, the big motif with owls, you know, the owls is always looking at me. That's another aspect of either any sort of folklore... that. Uh, Different Aborigine tribes up there would we'll talk about dealing with owls being the messenger of the gods and all that stuff can easily tie into something like this, or with you know, alien conspiracy theories of owls falling into that as well. Overall, I this is why I sort of like the movie like this, because it didn't show it didn't show the alien which was honestly great. Whenever there was incidents or recollections going on or anything, you know, they could easily have just done something like that. But instead, they just went with a more like everything's hazy and you don't see anything. All of it gets implied afterwards.
1: Like fish. Uh,
2: well, yes and no because towards the end of it, they pretty much just showed what the creature looked like. And this one, like in it one of the shadows And you could barely tell, like, you know, if they were supposed to be alien beings or not, because it was just a black mass that would go forward. Like, whenever she gets hypnotized and whatnot, she can clearly, from her perspective, is like she gets up from bed, looks around, everything's still hazy, looks at the door, and it just slowly swings open. You would expect, you know, typical horror trope, something's going to be there. But it's not. It's just an empty hallway and then just a black mass just comes out of nowhere, just swings around the bed. So it honestly does a really good job of that of just leaving the tension up there and just not showing anything that's happening.
0: Right, I even leave. with the, okay. sorry. Well,
2: I was just going to say, even with like the hypnosis regressions with Tommy and Scott, they. It doesn't delve too much into it, but it's as far as what they keep going. It's like they're freaking out, and the only thing that they can really say over and over again is just, you know, that that wasn't an owl. There's no way that was an owl. I don't, you sort of trying to comprehend what you're looking at, but you can't describe it.
0: Yeah. Which
2: leads, which obviously, leads to the tension going on of even, you know, the realization afterwards of what fingers, like, could this just be, you know, a supernatural being or something going after this town or the people or some sort of like creature or anything cuz it leaves it vague enough until that moment and then it dives further into it.
3: I still would love to see an owl bear fight <laughs> alien god
2: just go watch the D movie then
0: alright finger uh give it a rating from uh 0 to 5 abductions and uh also give a sort of mini review on what you thought about the sound design Uh, Because I want to hear your idea on that.
3: Okay. So... um, For my rating, I give it... 7 anal probes out of 10. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a good movie. Um, It was interesting. I did think that... Like, for instance, the way... In terms of sound... I liked the split audio. I did not like the fact that the main audio was just so damn quiet though. Like, it, it just seemed like the, the guy holding the freaking um boomstick was just too far back from from them in a lot of scenes. In that like and in in the split recording ones, it was fine. Um but the problem was that some of the people sounded louder in the archival footage. And you know, I thought that was a little bit of a you know of an issue. Yeah. But I still enjoyed the movie. It (laughs) took me way too long to realize that it was about fucking aliens. (laughs) But
1: (laughs) but it was... was How long was the movie supposed to be anyway?
3: It's an hour and a half long. It took me almost halfway to realize it's about aliens. Did he say yeah.
0: 41 minutes? Yeah. That's 41
3: yeah. minutes. No, no, 45 minutes would have been halfway.
0: So, uh, as far as for me, I would probably give it. Uh, since this was the second time I've seen this movie, um, so uh, I would probably give it a, uh, a 4 out of 5. Uh, um, realistically, I, I really instead of paying attention to the story as much the sound was a it was no. <laughs> a very very clever use to use the left and the right um side for sounds um just so you could hear both sides happening simultaneously or it fading back and forth you also saw on the screen where like one part would be more dominant when they're talking it would actually slide and make that side bigger so you could, it, it focused your attention to that one scene that was happening. Because the other one, it, w- it was still happening, just not as prevalent. Or it showed you the, the, the dominating frame. Um, I liked the use of the shadows as part of the visuals. I thought that was very, very clever, well-designed. Um, I, I think that the director did a fantastic job overall on the movie. The plot had a little bit to be desired, but I don't think it was enough to admonish the movie for its efforts. And especially since this is a pseudo-documentary, I thought that, like, the first time I watched it with no background or anything, I thought they did a good job on trying to convince you that it was uh, based off of a real event and that all this stuff had happened. so, because it had convinced me the first time through is why I'm giving it such a A decent score.
3: Oh yeah, no, I thought it was a legit documentary. (laughs) Like no, okay, well obviously not entirely legit, but I thought it was like the the archival stuff. I thought that was a legit like from an actual documentary. Yeah.
0: And uh well Cayman, if you want to give your opinion on it, you can go from there. On obviously for a movie
2: like this, this is my one of my personal I know I've said that for a few times, but this legitimately is one of my personal favorite movies because of the presentation that it has. You know, I bought this on YouTube. This is something I go back and watch from time to time because I just appreciate it. It's really well done, minus, you know, a lot of the whispering thing, like audio-wise that goes on. It gets a little bit irritating, but the story still keeps you going on. And I honestly appreciate stuff like that. And once you, you know, watch it, you look into it, that's when you know that big twist happens of, you know, yes, the reenactment stuff isn't real, but even the archival footage isn't real as well. Cause that is its own separate portion of actors doing that. So this is a movie that they had to record twice once for all the archival footage so that they can use for side-to-side stuff. And then they had to use that first recording as a reference for the reenactment stuff. Whereas, you know, you get a lot of these horror mockumentaries and pseudo-documentaries trying to say, you know, this is real. You know, here's just, you know, a camcorder recording of it or CCTV recordings of the events that's going on. This just takes it the extra step by essentially just trying to present itself as like what you're about to watch, this is just reenactment stuff, what we are doing is fake what this other stuff that we recorded beforehand, that is the real portion that we actually did, but it still falls into that whole thing of that was recorded as well and it really works on whenever it presents it to people, because then they try to look it up, Some, some got angry about it because You know, I thought this was real and all that stuff when finding out the archive footage had its own separate set of actors that went into it to portray it. So I really got to give props to the director that essentially took, like, wanted to do something like that to sort of stand out in the crowd of all that, you know, found footage, horror stuff. And I guess... Ending off with like a little fun fact, if you do look up who the director of this movie is, it is the same guy doing the initial interview with Abby Tyler, which I think that's really fun. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce his name as well. Let's see how well this works out. Hola, Unsun if if you look at this movie on IMDb, know, I'm pretty sure I butchered that completely, but you'll be able to find the director and all. that. He does a lot of other good work too. But thought that was a nice little feature. He was basically the guy at the beginning doing the interview.
3: Oh, that was the director. Yeah, oh, that was that was a cool little self self insert.
2: Right. Yeah, it's not it's not something that's done too excessively, like you know, with a certain other director that likes to insert themselves into all their movies but it's just something subtle enough where he's just there in a way you could just say he's there just getting the information for the story of the movie he's going to make if you want to think of it like that
0: based on the knowledge that you gathered from us talking about a lunar uh, what what do you think I'm sorry my cat was here what
1: you say
0: I said, based on based on the knowledge Got of it. what we talked about for the movie, uh, what what do you think about it?
1: Uh you need a brain cell to know that it's aliens in there.
0: You don't really need a brain cell; you just need
2: to know. Oh, this is what the movie is called. This is what it's about.
1: Listen, I don't
3: deal with that much, like in terms of alien abductions. I don't.
1: That's I'm true, not... you're morally in the supernatural category, yeah, like, honestly. I, 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 I'm more supernatural
3: rather than extraterrestrial. It
2: still deals with supernatural, what are you talking about?
3: Listen. I just, I didn't look into... The only thing
1: supernatural uncle deals with is phasmophobia. Yeah. <laughs> Alright
2: you're the, you're the one, one like you know ANO probes and all that stuff just just step into my little office right here we can talk uh, about
1: what did what did <laughs> I miss in the conversation just, that
0: I just make sure you, you bring the tacos and, and box wine and I, have, I, I have
3: tacos
0: ooh now we're talking <laughs> but alright so we'll we'll wrap it up here I uh, thank everyone for listening in um, thank you again for for ends being supportive to us if you want to give us recommendations or talk to us we have a a discord um called Ents gaming public uh, yes you can find us there um you can type in Ents gaming on google uh it's entsgaming.com gaming.com
1: look for the ferret look for the ferret
0: and once yep. you click on entsgaming.com we have uh we have our Discord there. We have everything. We have our Patreon. Um, so please support us in any way you can, and we, we'd be more than glad to uh, to to talk hey, and, I, and hang out. But, just saying,
1: guys, you should talk about what your favorite horror movies are, or anything like pop culture. It doesn't have to be movies. It could be stories, lore, or anything like that. And these guys might be like, "I don't know what that is." but We might want to talk about it, or be like, "Oh, I forgot about that." Go ahead, yeah. pique their interest. Yeah.
2: Yeah, essentially like stories, movies, animes, mangas, Action online figures. series.
1: Don't actually send in Don't actually send in pictures of <laughs> creepy things,
3: please. Don't. I,
0: I, I might force a finger to read a book one of these times. Please do. I'll be interested in that.
2: I've oh. never learned how to read.
0: Oh, okay. I, read it, I, I might, already
1: knew that. You didn't. You couldn't might, read the fourth kind. <laughs> might
0: have to do a uh, uh, audiobook for you, but we'll, we'll we'll work it out. But thank no, you I'm everyone for uh, for joining us.
1: Get him a Nickelodeon show; he'll have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: Listen, I actually love like *Fairly Odd Parents* of *SpongeBob*. <laughs> that is horror right there. So,
0: so, I get to choose the actual next movie, and I was thinking that we we watch uh, a movie called *Come and See*. Actually,
1: Hi- hide and see. Hey, get it.
0: No, come and see. It is a, a very interesting film. Um, go on. <laughs> oh my no god that okay okay Uh, you you're gonna love this yep it's a it's a anti-war film um directed (laughs) by uh ellen klimov um basically a majority of the film there's no music it's very ambient Um, realistically it wasn't supposed to be scary but because of the ambiance and the themes um, it is fairly terrifying, as it involves the invasion of Belarus during 1943 by the by the Germans.
1: Can you imagine, you try to make movies, like, I want to do this movie, be inspiring. And then you look at it, and it ends up the horror section. What, is, what did I do? What, what, what went wrong?
0: <laughs> well, they, they consider it, like, like I said, it's supposed to be, like, based off of true events it has hyper-realism, surrealism but because it's so real and because like all this stuff did happen um and you see the 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 main character sort of change throughout the movie is is the true horror of, of behind, behind the 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 moment and and we'll definitely talk more about it uh, when when we actually do the recording and all that. But it's just something that I wanted to bring to the table, and it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. Um, so I, ho- I hope the, that you'll come in next time and listen to us, and thanks so much, and you guys take care.